And for our closing remarks, please welcome our bishop, Bishop Gruse. Well, it's not often somebody tells me you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and usually they're telling me what to do. You know, I don't know how I can follow you two. Terrific job these two days, and I think you've offered a lot of, all of us, um, a lot of information, a lot of great ideas to go back to our parishes, for you to go back to your parishes, reflect upon, pray with, and begin to think about in your own situation, how can you begin to help rebuild the parish that is entrusted to your care? So a couple of things I want to, I want to build upon what Father Michael and, and Tom said. Really, I, I think the most important thing I heard these two days is regarding the importance of prayer and fasting. If that's not happening in your parish, as regarding you as pastors, as far as your parish leadership, I honestly believe what you will attempt to do will fail. Because it'll be what you want to do, and perhaps not what the Lord wants you to do. Priests, as I said in my homily last night at the Chrism Mass to you, Imagine what it would be like if priests, if pastors every day, the bishop, every day began to pray and ask Jesus, Lord Jesus, teach me to be a pastor. And not only that, Jesus, teach me to be the pastor, the shepherd for this group of people in this location, in this parish, whom you have entrusted to my care. I think that's the most important, that's the first prayer and the most important prayer for you to begin with. Lord Jesus, teach me how to be the pastor you want me to be for the people in my parish that you have entrusted to me. It's the beginning point. I think the second point is, if we're talking about prayer and fasting, is bringing your parish leadership together. And they talked about this. And begin to pray, Lord Jesus, teach us as the parish leaders how you want us to lead this group of people in this particular parish that you have entrusted to our care. If it doesn't begin there, then all these bright ideas, I don't know that they will come to fruition because it's not grounded in prayer. It's because it won't be grounded in prayer. And isn't Jesus the teacher, right? I mean, didn't the, didn't the disciples, the, the apostles ask, Lord Jesus, teach us how to pray? That's, that doesn't say they didn't know how to pray. I mean, they were, many of them were faithful followers of the Jewish law. I'm sure they knew how to pray. But Jesus, or they came to their master and Lord, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Why would we be, we be any different? Truly, why would we be any different if we're, if we're calling ourselves disciples of Jesus? I think it's important. I do this frequently, Lord Jesus, teach me how to pray. I know I'm praying, but I don't know if it's the way you desire for me to enter into this relationship 
with you. So teach me, Lord, how to do this. As I said last night to pray, Lord Jesus, teach me how to let you walk with me in this ministry. So we're not doing it alone. And the Lord will place these ideas in our hearts and minds that will help move, rebuild the parishes or the um, places of, to which we have been entrusted. So I think that was the first thing, and the most important thing I heard these last two days. And that's what I encourage you to go back to your parish and do first. You get, before you begin thinking about how you're going to rebuild your parish, go back to your parish first and engage yourself and your leadership in this type of prayer and fasting. The second thing, um, it was good to hear regarding the four classifications of people of commitments in your parish, those uncommitted, which you hardly ever see, if you see it all, the pew sitters who are the consumers, the contributors, contributors who not only contribute, but they also consume. Those are the ones that I'm, every time they, I heard this word volunteer, I kind of cringed. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but they're the ones we also want to move forward to become committed, intentional, not volunteers, but disciples. I think words matter, and sometimes we're so used to using the word volunteer, and there's no criticism against what they shared with us. It was phenomenal. But as, as I see who we're called to be, I mean, I mean, what would your perfect Catholic parish look like? The perfect Catholic parish, what would that look like for you? Have you thought about that? I gave a parish mission a couple weeks ago on stewardship, and one of the talks was... I don't remember the exact title, but there was something to the effect, there should be no volunteers, period, in a Catholic parish. Right? How many of you agree with me? A few of you. Why shouldn't there be volunteers? Because a volunteer can say yes or no when they want to say yes or no. Correct? Can a true disciple of Jesus Christ, who desires to lay down their life for him, can they really say no? I don't think so. I don't think so. So I think the goal, as we attempt to pray about and fast for rebuilding the parish, is really to move the pew sitters, the consumers, the contributors who are also consumers into being intentional disciples and help to move them out of a volunteer status. And so they don't, so I, I believe that the word volunteer is a misleading. It diminishes what we're calling people to in this life in Christ. It diminishes that. I mean, it's part of it. it I, I agree it's part of it. But I also think it diminishes the call of who we're, we're called to be. I just kind of pulled that up for us, you know, because it's, um, you know, the, when, when I shared that in this parish mission, I said, you know, wouldn't this be great there if there were volunteers in your parish? <laughs> People said, I think we would close up. Well, they wouldn't close up if they were all disciples. 
that wouldn't close up. In fact, it would be the most vibrant parish that could possibly exist. But volunteer is a part of the process It's moving people along into committed, intentional disciples. And so I think words matter, but I think we need to be, we be, need to be mindful of that. Um, and one of the three core strategies I think was important is to challenge people, the church people, to take responsibility for their faith, right? I'm not that, that's what that, these are their words, not mine. And the mission of the church. I think words matter as well in this sense. The challenge, it's a challenge church people to take responsibility for their faith and use those words instead of their parish. Because the parish, they become volunteers if they take responsibility for their faith and the mission of the church that changes everything because it expands their horizon beyond this little community this little community who come to church on sunday it takes them beyond perhaps this little clique that they find in their own parish which they're holding dearly onto because that's where they find their affirmation and support um anyways i'm going to stop there but I do want to thank you both for being here. I know we've, uh, we've started this journey regarding stewardship about three to four years ago now. And um, <laughs> we're moving along little by little. We are. But I think this is a very important and valuable piece for us, really, in the lens of discipleship as, 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 as a part of our stewardship process. And so I thank you for, first of all, I thank you what you've done regarding your own parish. Phenomenal, you know, this great wisdom and insight that you brought to rebuild this place that you were given, that the Lord placed in your hands to make into something beautiful that will glorify him. It's an inspiration to us, I think. And I think hopefully it gives all of us um, um, courage. It gives all of us a little more confidence that we too can go back to our own parishes and begin a new process of rebuilding. You know, one day at a time, one step at a time, perhaps one process at a time, one project at a time. You know, you can, none of us can do it all at, this, at once. It's not possible. You know, big change, little steps sequentially. That was one of the first things that they shared with us. If you want big change, it's little steps. You know, sequent, one after another, after another, after another. And that's the way we begin to move mountains, is one little bit at a time. Um, but again, thank you for being here and sharing your wonderful wisdom um, and, and your love for the church, really. Your love for the church. Um, it, inspires, it inspired me. I'm sure it inspired all of us who have gathered um, here these, for these couple days. And um, I want to thank all of you for being here. Um, without, you, without your presence here, this would have been a whole lot different experience, right? A whole lot of different experiences.